0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for great interviews, podcasts, videos, articles, basically anything dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check that out at hitthatline.com. Chad Moore still thinks there's fighting this team. Do I agree with him? Maybe in some weird roundabout way we'll also get into some of the things going on with the Arkansas basketball team as they get a huge victory and Mike Gundy of Oklahoma State making headlines once again but before we get into all that folks college football college basketball it's all going on right now and I love college basketball I love watching college basketball but the biggest problem with college basketball is there's so many games There's so many issues that arise because you want to watch all the games, but you don't have enough TVs. You don't have enough channels. Well, luckily, Sling TV can help you out with this problem. If you're sick of paying for 20 channels that you never watch and you just want to see your team win... You can do it with Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football and college basketball. And for $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC networks, and more. You stream it on your big screen and all your favorite mobile devices. For instance, like when Arkansas played on the SEC alternate ESPN 3 network that can only be streamed live in certain locations, whatever it is, you can get it on Sling TV. It gives you the live TV you love, only better So no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. And this is all for you locked-on listeners. Sling TV is offering a free seven-day trial for all you locked-on listeners. All you got to do is go to sling.com slash locked-on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked-on to try your free seven-day trial. Give it a shot. Tell me what you think. I promise you won't be disappointed. It'll be the best, best investment you make because it's the best investment that I've made, and I'm certainly not regretting it whatsoever. So be sure to try that out again at sling.com slash locked on. So Chad Moore spoke with the media on Monday. And, of course, talking a little bit more in depth about the Arkansas-LSU game while also getting into the Arkansas-Mississippi State game, which should be an interesting game for all intents and purposes because Mississippi State's been pretty inconsistent, has definitely underachieved from most people's expectations this year, and it's been a tough go for the Bulldogs. And one of the things that Chad Morris came out and said is that there's still grit and there's still fight in this team that he has with Arkansas. They are still strong, and that was evident in the game against LSU where they didn't give it up at the end of the game. They kept fighting They kept scoring, and unfortunately for them, it was just too little, too late. I found that comment very interesting because on this podcast, as well as on my radio show, The Morning Rush, I've talked about how I felt like there was a lot of mental toughness missing, battling through adversity, missing from this team, being able to close out games, missing from this team. And I think that evidence would back me up in that. So to hear Chad Moore say this comment and says there's a lot of fight in this team, a lot of grit, you know, that could just be coach speak. It could just be he's being really nice and trying to be ultra positive and ultra energetic in the final two games of the season. Just trying to find something to feel good about, trying to find something that's going to be complimentary. And it's just kind of doing whatever he can to make that coach speak work. It could be that. Or, or he could have a point. He knows the team better than anybody, certainly better than me. But watching that game against LSU at the end of the game, maybe it's just because I wasn't really looking at it in the right perspective. Maybe it was just because the season's all for naught, so what does it really matter? But I thought it was interesting when you really look at it and to see that Arkansas didn't give up in that game, didn't lay down and die, knowing that winning that game would mean nothing to their season. In fact, winning that game, all it would do is give you something to feel good about a little bit, but that's pretty much your only motivation. And for you seniors to end it on a high note with a nice victory, I guess that would be a few things that you can at least look forward to and say that those would be positives. But I don't know if that's enough to motivate a team to continue to play through four quarters. A team that really hasn't played through four quarters all season long so what is it why is it that this team against LSU brought it in the end of the game instead of rolling over and dying I think that there actually might be some grit and fight in this team I do I don't know if there's enough of it but it's there and maybe that's something that Chad Morris needs to get credit for he's had a lot of problems this year he's had to be blamed for a lot of things he isn't above criticism at all but what i do believe is that there are certain things that has happened to him that he didn't expect and so he had to adjust he had to make it work and before the season started i bet you anything that he looked at this team and said i don't really have much here but with positivity with determination." we can out scheme other teams we can out game plan other teams we can be smarter we can be better coaches than other teams so even though we may not have the talent we can do those things because we got some guys that are excited to play well the excitement didn't carry over into finishing and closing games and battling through that adversity So where do you go if you're Chad Morris seeing that this team, even though they're still battling, you got two games left? I think you need to look at what you're doing and give yourself a little credit and then just build on top of that once again. Keep moving forward in what you're doing. Because if you're able to make this team feel like they have something to fight for, something to play for, some reason for some other matter or another to come out in these games knowing that nothing is going to get you in a postseason play. You're not playing for anything but pride at this point. And even then, pride is pretty useless when your team isn't any good. You're still getting these guys ready. You're still getting them to play together. And you're still getting them to play hard. And you're still getting them excited to play. I see so many other football programs across the country that don't have that, I guess, benefit. They don't have that ability to be excited about playing for something. I mean, look at what Louisville's going through with Bobby Vitrino. They fired him. The players were wanting to transfer. Players weren't playing hard in the games. And it sucked. And they were terrible. But not Arkansas. They haven't given up players haven't given up and I think that's at least at the bare minimum a good sign for Chad Morris a little feather in his cap if you will that he's gotten this team to be able to play together and to continue to fight when nothing's on the line nothing means anything it's over the season's over so just imagine if he's able to do that put forth that same effort and this team is able to put forth the same effort against Mississippi State or even Missouri. They got to play well. They got to have a good game plan. They can't be running into each other in plays. They can't be doing any of that. But just imagine if they still put forth that same fire, that same effort in the game against Mississippi State. Will they win? Probably not. It's hard to say that this team would win anything. But they'd be in a great spot to do so. They'd be having a great opportunity to make it work. And that alone, I think, is worth giving credit for. Not only to Chad Morris, but for his guys and his team. That you battled through it all. There's nothing to play for. And you've been hit a lot of times this season. That is one of my favorite movies always talked about in Rocky Balboa. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Team keeps getting hit. Can they continue to move forward? guess we'll find out this weekend against Mississippi State. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Kudos to the Razorback basketball team getting their first official win of the season against UC Davis at Bud Walton Arena on Monday night. Final score 81-58. to 58. Game was a little close there for a good bit. Arkansas was always in the lead and always seemed to be in control. UC Davis always went on a few runs here and there, but Arkansas ultimately gets the victory. And it was a pretty solid performance for all intents and purposes, especially... Uh, given the, how they played and coming off of that game against Texas. This game could be, or this team, excuse me, could be fun to watch. They really could. I mean, you look at that in this game. You got Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones, two newcomers. Isaiah Joe, of course, a true freshman. Mason Jones, a JUCO. Mason Jones had 21 points. 6 of 10 from field goal, 4 of 7 from three-point land. Isaiah Joe, you saw how big time he was in that Texas game and his scoring, his three-point shooting. He also had 14 points, 2 of 5 from three-point land. Adro Bailey made a three, and that's just weird to me. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. My point is, is that some of the newcomers that have come in can really showcase their ability. I think that there's a lot of upside to this team. Now, Is that going to translate into an NCAA tournament? Probably not. But at least they're going to be fun to watch and interesting to watch. And that alone is going to keep you as a Razorback fan interested. We could sit here and speak all day about Mike Anderson, about whether or not he's the guy for the job, what's the pressure, what's the expectation like. I mean, we could go on and on and on about those things. And most of the time, I'd probably agree with you as far as the criticisms towards Mike Anderson. But, but... There is something to be said about a coach that is going into a season with a brand-new team, essentially, where you have – I mean, there was a stat that got thrown up on the television broadcast that said Arkansas was replacing 99.9% of their three-point shooting. 99.9%. You know what the 0.1% was? Jonathan Holmes, the walk-on. That's it. And he also had to replace over – about 80% of their – free throw shooting of their scoring in general so I mean it's it's just so tough in basketball to be able to have a bunch of newcomers come in make it all work out get them all ready and get back into the NCAA tournament especially when you're not recruiting the five-star athletes like other programs do Uh, some of these guys maybe end up being really good especially by the time their career ends you know Daniel Gafford's a great player he probably will not be back after this season, from all of what I've heard, barring any major injury or anything. He'll move on this season, which is fine. You know, you gotta expect that. But Isaiah Joe can really bring something to you. Mason Jones, I know he's a Juco, but he can bring something to you. I mean, I like Reggie Cheney. Have you seen that guy? Look at the next time Arkansas plays, look out for Jim for Reggie Cheney, number thirty five. Dude is built like an SEC player. I don't know how good he's going to be this year, but it looks like they could mold him with some development into being a really big-time, really great player. So I really like what you can see out of him. And maybe Jalen Harris, who I know uh, played in this one as well, he only had two points, didn't shoot the ball very well. He's not a very good shooter, but he seems like a true legitimate point guard that can be able to help out. So, I mean, there's there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some growing pains, and I think that that's fully expected. But I don't see this team being an embarrassment. This team at least is going to keep you interested. They're going to keep you on the edge of your seat. They're going to keep you excited about basketball, excited about particular games. And Arkansas has a lot of great games coming up this season. A lot of great games. And so all those things I think is good enough and exciting enough to get people pumped up and excited for all of it. Now, what does that mean? What are you going to do with that? Probably nothing. You're probably going to sit there and listen to it and be like, well, yeah, I still hate Mike Anderson. I still don't think he's the guy for the job, and that's fine. But I'm still going to go to the games. I'm still going to be interested. And I know a lot of you Razorback fans are just looking for something to be excited about besides having to endure week after week after week of football disappointments. You know, the basketball team that'll win some. Of course, the baseball team will be coming around too. And – if the basketball team can surprise some people and maybe make it in a postseason play, make, maybe make it into an NIT, I think that's a pretty good year. It's not the best of years; it's a pretty good year. They made it to the NCAA tournament. Maybe Mike Anderson needs to be coach of the year, especially since they finished tenth. But there's always a few stats that need to be thrown at you. Number one, Mike Anderson has always finished above what he was projected to finish at. So Arkansas is projected to finish tenth. Watch for Mike Anderson and this squad to finish above 10th. Have fun with it. Another stat to get thrown around is that Mike Anderson in Arkansas in the past four years have won the third most SEC games behind Kentucky and Florida. So by that, they've been the third best program in the SEC. Does that pump you up? Eh, Again, probably not probably doesn't make you extremely excited but it's showing that the program is healthy enough is exciting enough and at least competent enough to keep you interested to keep me interested and to keep all Razorback fans interested so we'll see how the season plays out we'll see how it goes but I encourage you all that if you have a chance go to the games Bud Walton is still the best place to watch a college basketball game no bias there at all It's a great place to watch the game. The team will be exciting to watch. There's a lot of length, a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism on this team. It's all over the place. You'll love to see it. It's a good Mike Anderson team. We'll see if they can develop. We can see if they can continue to get better game in and game out. And if they do, who knows? But go out and see them. See what you think. And we'll have some fun with them as college basketball season moves on and approaches throughout the year. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, this is a topic that uh, may be upsetting to some people because it just depends on where you lean. Politically, that is. And it's not a political segment at all. It's a sports segment. But it just kind of shows you exactly uh, how people think, how people react, and where people are at with today in sports and today in society. And this comes courtesy of... Of Mike Gundy. Now, Mike Gundy, great Oklahoma State coach, has done a lot of great things, is always very funny in the media. We all remember his I'm a man, I'm 40 clip. Always great to play. But he had an interesting comment about a particularly sensitive subject when it comes to transfers. So I'm just going to read you verbatim of how the exchange went with the reporter and Mike Gundy. The reporter asked, Is the Big, is that the biggest difference in players these days? It seems like transferring is a lot easier for guys to do than maybe it was back in the day. Fairly simple question. Mike Gundy then responds with, I think we live in a world where people are non-committal. We allow liberalism to say, hey, I can do just what I want, and I don't have to really be tough and fight through it. You see that with young people because it's an option they're given. We weren't given that option when we were growing up. We were told to do it and to do it the right way, and you go figure it out on your own. In the world today, there's a lot of entitlement. I'm a firm believer in the snowflake. I think it's settling here, and it says setting there. Excuse me. And I'm not even talking about Thabo, who is the player that was uh, transferring out. Thabo and I had multiple good talks, but I'm talking about every millennial young person, Generation Z, I think is what they call them that's the world we live in today because if they say hey well it's a little bit hard then we say okay let's go try something else versus hey let's bear down and fight through this you see a lot of that nowadays and that doesn't have anything to do with tabo or mccleskey who is another player or anybody that's on the portal here that's just general in society and if you're looking working down at walmart and your boss gets after you and tells you that you're not doing a good job you may go home and cry to your mom And your mom may say, it's okay. It's just kind of the facts of life. It's the world we live in. Don't get me on politics. Now, people just started looking up to the skies and clutching their pearls and, I can't believe this. How dare he say something like that? Listen, I'm part of the millennial generation. And you know what? What Mike Gundy said, there's a lot of truth to it. A lot of truth. Now, I'm not getting political on it. I'm just telling you what I've witnessed in my own generation, that there is a sense of entitlement. There is a very non-committing atmosphere, if you will, in this generation, where instead of fighting through something, keeping at it, keep working hard at it, it's more, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's go do something else. And so you leave somebody else out to dry. Because it's not about anyone else, it's not about the team, it's, it's about you getting yours. And, as, and if you're not happy, then it doesn't matter how it affects anybody else, it's always about how it affects you. And I think that that's extremely evident. But that's how it is with any generation. The generation before it will always talk about how terrible the upcoming generation is. For different reasons, and I get it, because I'm sure my generation will talk about how terrible the next generation is. It's just, it's a recurring theme, so it's nothing new. But the people that are all upset and up in arms about Mike Gundy's comments, listen, look at it from what it is. Don't look at it from a political stance. Look at it from what it is. It's basically saying that there's a lot of problems today with young people of this generation fighting through adversity, gritting it down, bearing it, making it happen, and really utilizing themselves to go out and get what's theirs Without quitting on something or somebody. It's about fighting through that adversity. And as I mentioned before. you know, Like from Rocky Balboa. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And it's the same principle. Anytime things get tough. It's kind of a tuck your tail away and run mentality. And I can't believe that this is news to anybody. But I actually agree with Mike Gundy. And this is my generation he's talking about. I see people that I know personally. That are just like that that i mean for instance just a fun example i don't know if you guys care about this or not probably don't but i don't care it's the end of the segment whatever but i have a friend of mine i don't say a friend an acquaintance of mine that graduated from college with a degree that there's not a lot of options in there's really not a whole lot of great jobs in this particular degree and instead of Understanding that, hey, maybe I made a bad choice in this degree or maybe I need to try and find something else. He just sits there and complains and talks about how the world isn't fair because he has a college degree, but it doesn't matter anymore. Well, you, if you had a college degree and a trade that was a jo- had jobs that were opening up at very frequent levels that you could be more flexible with, that you could find some type of trade, some type of employment, for that cause and get paid well then you wouldn't have this issue but you chose to go into that and when you graduated with all this student debt and you can't believe that there's not a job that's out there paying a hundred thousand dollars a year for a small art school or a small arts degree you get mad you say the world's unfair well no it's not unfair it's just it's your choices that you made and so the choices that we make we got to be able to stick with it we gotta be able to fight through it all, and we gotta be able to make sure that whatever we commit to, we make the best out of it. Because in a lot of cases, not everybody's this way, not every case is the same. But in a lot of cases, we leave somebody else out to dry. We impact somebody else negatively when we give up on something. When we don't long, no longer wanna do it. And that, my friends, is is very problematic. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, whatever it is. Be sure to like it and to subscribe and share it to all your friends. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you then.